Every single time you get up to preach, the most important thing that you need from your listeners is one of the hardest things to get and keep once you have it. What is that? It's their attention. You and I, as preachers, have to have the attention of our listeners or none of the rest of this matters, right? We can talk about technique and content and all the stuff that we're doing, and yet, if they're not paying attention, then it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter what you say if they're not listening. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about a very interesting and helpful way of gaining and keeping the attention of your listeners. And it's gonna be a different angle than what I typically do. And I think it's really going to be beneficial. So for that, stick around. My name's Lane. This is the Preaching Donkey Podcast. It has been a minute. I got sick, I got the flu. And it like knocked me out for like a week and a half and it just messed everything up, messed my entire schedule up. So if you were hanging on the edge of your seat, waiting for a new episode to come out and there wasn't one, I do apologize, but I am back. It's great to see you. And if you are new here, please go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. Pick up your free 21-day guide to creating killer sermons. It's a three-week, three-step process that will walk you through how to create and deliver a compelling message. Whether you're new to preaching or you have been preaching for a long time and you're looking for something to help you, just kind of fresh perspective, there's something in there for you, preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. All right, so your listeners have to be paying attention to what you're saying in order for any of what we're doing to work. They have to, essentially, your message has to capture their attention and it has to maintain their attention for as long as you can throughout the message. There's a couple of things that we have to first understand about the way this works. First of all, you are never going to capture everyone's attention and maintain everyone's attention for the entire sermon. Just not the way human beings work, it's not the way our brains work, it's not the way our attention span works, it's impossible. But you can do things to get the attention of everybody and maintain it for as long as possible and keep getting it back from them throughout the message so that they're listening. So we're going to get into what that is. Before we do, I want to mention why this is so important. Paul hinges the ability of the gospel working on one thing, and that is people hearing the message. I mean, Paul literally says, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So literally the faith, the experience of faith, the experience of finding out who Jesus is, knowing him, loving him, comes from hearing about him, hearing the message. And then he goes on, just so you kind of know exactly what he's talking about. He says, how are these people going to hear if nobody preaches to them? So there's an element of what we're doing that completely hinges on attention, and yet it's really hard to achieve, and it's hard to maintain through the entire message, and at some level, people are going to come in and out of paying attention to us throughout the entire thing. So a lot of times what we talk about is tension building, right? We'll say at the beginning of your message, you need to make sure that you're building tension around the problem or the question that your, ser your sermon is going to work through. And this is exactly true. One of the first steps to getting and keeping people's attention is tension, right? Tension creates attention. If I am, if I am uh, sensing 
and participating in some tension that you're building around an issue that I care about, I am going to pay attention. So tension building at the beginning of the message is really important. So a lot of times what people will say is, and they'll, they'll ask, okay, that sounds really good, build tension. What does that mean? What do you mean when you say build tension? How exactly does that work? I wanna give you one technique in this episode, one way of thinking about this that is unique and may give you just a different glimpse into how this is done. When you begin your message, during the introduction of your message, very early on in your sermon, what you wanna do is you wanna open a loop in people's minds that only your sermon can close. All right, so let's walk through this. Open a loop. What does it mean to have an open loop? An, an open loop is an unanswered question. It's an unsolved problem. It's an unresolved tension. It's something that still has to be figured out. So this is why going throughout your life, going throughout your day, if you have a bunch of open loops, it can kind of drive you crazy, right? Uh, unchecked mail sitting on your kitchen counter, unclean dishes, right? A conversation that was left at, a, like you didn't finish the conversation or maybe you haven't started the conversation that you need to have. Uh, your car needs oil changed. All these are open loops. This is why, like people will talk about in, in, his, in the book, Getting Things Done, the author of that book talks about how your brain is not really designed for open loops. Your, your brain kind of stresses out when it's trying to hold all these things in it and remember everything. This is why to-do lists are so important. But an open loop in your message can really work to your advantage because what an open loop does is it causes your brain to, it almost has to figure out how to close that loop. It, it becomes somewhat obsessed with it. So at the beginning of your message, when you're building tension, whether that tension is around a question your sermon is gonna answer, whether it's around a problem or a felt need that, you're, that your sermon is going to solve, whether it's around a point of confusion that your sermon's gonna clear up, whether it is around a type of, of hurt or pain that we all experience that we're gonna find hope and healing for in scripture, Whatever that is, when you're laying that out, open up a loop. Don't close that loop, but open a loop. Make the tension, ask the question, present the problem in such a way that people are like, oh yeah, I relate to that. I've experienced that. I feel that. What's the answer? Like, what's, how, how do I work through this? What, what am I supposed to do with this thing? And then walk through, like hint at the fact that your sermon is going to close that loop. So their brains are going to have happen what they want to have happen when there is an open loop. You're going to close the loop. Now, when you close the loop, it's going to be because you pointed to the scripture, you walked through the text, you, sh you showed and demonstrated how the text the living inspired word of God gives an answer to the question, a resolve to the tension, a solving of the problem, a response to the felt need. And it doesn't always mean that it's tied up in a nice pretty bow and everybody goes home and happy like it's a Brady Bunch episode or an episode of Saved by the Bell or Full House. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is 
it may be that the answer to the tension is we just have to manage this tension because that's the way life is. But at least now we have Christ to help us through this. Or the answer to the question is maybe here's an answer and here's a whole lot of other questions that come from that answer. The point is, it's not just that open a loop, close a loop, everybody's happy. It's that if you want people at the beginning of your message and throughout the message to care about what you're saying next, you have to give them a reason to keep listening. And when you open a loop, when you explain a problem, when you ask the right questions that build the right kind of tension in enough people's minds so that because they're just like you, they're human, and open loops are, are something that has to be worked out. If you do this right, you'll have, a, you'll have the vast majority of the people in your, your listeners in your church saying to themselves, I have experienced that, I've felt that, I feel that, I've had that question, I've had that tension, now what? You, you almost want them at the beginning of the message to be somewhat frustrated, right? Frustrated because, yeah, I feel that problem. Are you going to solve this for me? And then your sermon has to deliver on that promise. Let me give an example of the way this works a thousand times over. Right behind me, just over there, are a whole bunch of books, right? I'm sure wherever you're listening to this, if you're in your office or if you're a home office or wherever, you probably have a bookshelf filled with books. And most nonfiction books start with opening a loop, right? They start with presenting a problem to you. The first chapter, the first the introduction, the first chapter, the second chapter, it is all building the case of maybe how people have tried to solve this problem wrongly before, how there's bad information out there that's led you astray, how we, we want something out of life that we're not getting. The rest of the book is designed to close that loop, to show you the solution. Right? The book is going, if it's nonfiction, the book is going to tell you, here's the problem, and then my method, my way of looking at things, my way of doing things, my system solves this problem, closes this loop. And that's why really, really good books spend a whole heck of a lot of time at the beginning of the book mapping out <laughs> and agitating this problem, this tension, and opening this loop as big and as deep as possible, then the rest of the book is taking you through it and saying, here's how to solve and close this loop and solve this problem. All you're doing in your sermon is the exact same thing. So in the most real, practical, authentic way, in a way that relates directly to your sermon, its main point or its bottom line, whatever sub points you're going to make, the text that you're going to walk through, whatever is in there, don't create a problem that doesn't exist. Don't create a tension that's not there. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying really, really dig through that passage and try to figure out what problem is this solving? What, what question is this answering? What tension is this resolving? And put that problem question tension at the beginning of the message and open that loop up big and wide. One of the best ways to do this is to start with something that relates to you personally, okay? This is the easiest thing to do. Think about when you've experienced that tension, when you've experienced that question, when you've experienced that pain, that felt need, that whatever it is, and give a personal story about it. Then broaden the application of that story out to as many different people as possible. So you might say something like, you have dealt with this too. 
at your work or in school and give an examples, give, and even give specific examples of the way you have this question or this tension or this pain. It doesn't matter if everybody has an experience that the point is you're trying to get as many people as possible to say, oh yeah, no, that's, yeah, I get that. That's me. Yeah, that is a problem. That is a tension. That is a question. I do need to know the answer to that. That does matter. That's what you want. You're opening a loop. And then when you move into exposing your bottom line, revealing your bottom line, walking through the text, that's the process of that loop kind of helping to close a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more so that they're continuing to see, oh yeah, this problem, it was a big deal. And now we're seeing the answer to it. If you try that method in your next sermon, what it's going to do, it's, it's going to help kind of solve that main problem that we all have, that we need the attention of our listeners. And it's going to capture and maintain as much of it as we possibly can throughout the whole message. And here's what's cool. And maybe I'll deal with this on another episode. If, if you're interested, just let me know in the comments. You can open little mini loops throughout the message that are opened and closed throughout the message that kind of solves the problem that I talked about initially that not everybody pays attention for the whole time. But that's conversation for another episode. For now, focus on the front end of the message, open a big massive loop that your sermon closes. One loop, one close, and that is going to maximize your efforts at gaining and keeping attention of your listeners. Let me know what you think in the comments if you're watching here on YouTube, if you're listening on one of the podcast players. Thank you so much. Be sure to leave us a review. I will see you next time. Remember, until then, if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you, and he can speak through me. We'll see you next time here at the Preaching Donkey Podcast.